For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it's the fourth it's the fourth liner that's mentioned right. on every show yeah skate boy skate the bobby bass and dump it so are we all ready are you good over there huh are you good over there uh, yeah okay it's, good because we're recording all right great it is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, and our homeboy, former St. Louis Blues defenseman and now teammate at 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers. Uh, gentlemen, uh, it's great to see you, great to be in the room, and I got to tell you that since the Petro News broke, um, actually since the Tory Krug uh, news broke, I have been dying to get in here and to talk to you guys yeah. about it. And, and you know, because certainly – this is a huge transition in the in the in the history of the team. You know, whether it be however we go, and we all have opinions on it, but this is a a form important moment in the history of the franchise. Yeah, the only thing comparable, quite honestly, is when Brett Hull was yeah. let walk and he went and signed with Dallas because you know they couldn't find the agreement here, which oddly enough was crazy because it all kind of circulated around some of the same crap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one of the biggest moments in in Blues franchise history to, you know, let the best player available walk for a free agency. Your captain, your first Stanley Cup champion, captain. It's uh, it's quite a bit to take in, and then to pull the switcheroo and then sign Tory Krug from the enemy, the Boston Bruins, to come in. Which usually that's the way it works. You find somebody that you hated to play against because. They are good players, and that's why you hate them is because they're, they're either irritating to play against or very good. And right. It's been a lot. It's been a whirlwind, guys. I'm telling you what, it's been crazy. All right. and, and a tip of the cap to Tory Krug for uh, for being the enemy and then having the, the people that beat him go, you know what, we beat all you guys, but you're so good, we want you. You know it, what I'm yeah, saying? It, yeah. You, well, look, he doesn't care. You know, like, at the end of the day, he's you're looking at the St. Louis Blues. It's a good hockey team. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, they just lost Alex Petrangelo, who was – a massive part of their team, but you just happen to play the same position, and so you're hoping you can go in there and get the job done, and the rest of the pieces are pretty much all in place. Yeah. So for Tory Krug, this is like the best of all worlds, to being able to sign a good deal, 6.5, seven years. That's a massive amount of money for that guy, and at the same time, he gets to go right to a contender. All right. So what, what does he bring to the team, first of uh, all? Great hair. Okay. First of all, great he's got hair. Great, that's he's that's got, always key. He's got good flow. He's got uh, big tree trunks for legs mm-hmm. so he's got that because well, he's a short like stocky cat How's so he's kind of got to have short a good stocky, base, right? he's got a nice butt i nice mean you'll find out yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although yeah. your media accessibility is probably banned still right you're blacklisted now what i've been i'm gonna d- delete all that from what i've heard he is a good uh, power play guy and could captain a power play yes no yeah he's listen the boston bruins power play has been phenomenal for a number of years now and tory krug has been a part of that Yes, they've had David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. They've had some pretty big swinging you-know-what on the power play. And Tory Krug has been a guy that patrolled the blue line and did a great job there. So, yes, he has uh, great power play abilities. 
He's great with transition, moves the puck up the ice very well. Good first pass defenseman out of the defensive zone. Where he falls short is he's not as good defensively. Uh, he's not a big guy. And people say, well, he's not afraid to step up and hit. Look at the Robert Thomas hit. Well, Robert Thomas is not a big guy either. Right. And, and that's one. That's one hit. <laughs> where, where a guy like Tory Krug is susceptible to bigger players is down low in the defensive zone. Guys like Pat Maroon. Imagine that, handling the puck down low. Jamie Benn, uh, Tyler Sagan, like guys who are so big and strong. He, he has a hard time containing those guys sometimes. He has a hard time boxing those guys out in front of the net. Um, but you know what? He's a feisty guy. He works extremely hard, and you know the Blues are going to have to pair him with somebody then who can maybe take out the trash a little bit. Like I said uh, on our show on 101, I said Colton Pareko might be a great partner for, for this young man. I know that Scandella was really good with Pareko, but now you're you're upgrading Pareko mm-hmm. because Alex Petrangelo is gone. You need somebody to be in the first pair of D on the right side, and obviously that's Colton Pareko. So I could see them playing uh, Pareko with Krug and to offset some of that size stuff. All right, there's I, there are so many things that I want to ask. I don't even I honestly don't even know where to start. But by I the think... way, wait, did you guys enjoy uh, your home for the last podcast? Oh, I did. Over 101. Oh, that yeah. was good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good yeah, time. But it's, really it, cool. dude, it's totally nerve wracking being over there because <laughs> when it's just us three, it's just us three bullshitting. Right. But when we're over there, we're supposed to know what we're talking about. And that's when I start to get a little skittish. <laughs> it's you know? a little yeah. bit of a different world, I right? Worry about it. I wouldn't worry about but it. it was, uh, but, it, but it was a blast. Yeah. I, you know, I was unable to hear this. Um, Jamie, for those of us that were not able to hear your thoughts on the deal. I would like to know those. And obviously, this really sucks for you in a legit, in a different way than the rest of us because you're friends with the dude. So it's one of your homies that's moving, which outside of hockey, that friggin' sucks. But 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 can you kind of talk about this deal? What you think about this deal from the Blues' perspective, but also too, I want to know from the from the Golden Knights' perspective as well, because they had to flip a couple really talented players in order to make the money work for Petra. So I, I'm I'm just curious on those things. So we'll start in reverse, okay? Here, okay, and we'll address the Vegas Golden Knights moving pieces to make room. And I said this a long time ago: other teams will be willing to make Earth and Heaven move to get Alex Petrangelo, Mm -hmm. and that's what they did. They cleared out Nate Schmidt. They traded him to Vancouver, which was a great trade for the Canucks. Uh, They moved out Paul Stasny, unfortunately, for for Paul because he's a heck of a centerman, but they had to free up some salary cap space, and they're not done. They're probably going to end up moving Marc-Andre Fleury. So, yeah, there's going to be some significant moves that have been made at the end of all this, but they wanted Alex Petrangelo. What were they missing, right? The missing piece was that dominant right shot power play all around minute munching leader on their for them on defense. They had Shea Theodore, who's a great young player, but he doesn't have the command of the locker room or of the ice night in and night out that an Alex Petrangelo has. So that's Vegas just identifying what they need, finding it that it's it's open on the market and they go and get it. Now how did he end up on the market? I think the Blues made an, an internal decision that they didn't want to spend that kind of money. Now, they did make a good offer. At least we think they did. You know, uh, it's been reported. Never has the dollar amount been disclosed, but I would imagine it's right around the $8 million mark. Um, And that's a heck of an offer, but the terms weren't what Alex Petrangelo wanted or what he felt he deserved. 
And people always jump at this and go, well, he's being paid. He's rich crybaby. There's two sides to this. If you own a company and the owners are allowed to make money, they don't have to disclose how much money they're making. They might be making it hand over fist. And then when they make a decision to dig their heels in, well, that's just good business. That's mm-hmm. just shrewd business stuff. Mm-hmm. When the player digs his heels in and goes for certain demand, well, he's greedy. I hate that. I dude. don't like that narrative. I don't like it because right. the player is his business. Like it's Alex Petrangel LLC, basically. Yep. And he's allowed to make money for his company. He has several people that he has to keep employed or pay on his payroll. And he has a small window for that. that this is the absolutely every other time he's never been unrestricted. Mm-hmm. So this is his chance to truly, you know, get to hit the stock market while it's high. And I, I talk about he's got several people that he is on his payroll. I say that symbolically, but he's got a wife. He's got four kids. Um, you know, he's got parents. He's got family. He's got agents. He's got all this stuff going. So Alex Petrangelo LLC has a lot of people he has to think of. It's not just him. Just as Doug Armstrong has a lot of people to think of with the Blues, he's got to think of Tom Stillman's wallet. He's got to think of the rest of the team's finances, the fan base here. Can we keep a competitive team if we give up X, Y, Z, and keep Petro? There's a lot that goes into it. Ultimately, guys, they couldn't find common ground. Doug was willing to give a certain amount of money in a certain version of a no-movement clause and a little bit of signing bonus to what I'm told towards the end of the deal. And Alex wanted what the going rate was. And if you look at Roman Yossi, it was $9 million, no-movement clause, heavy signing bonus. And Vegas gave him that. So, you know what, at the end of the day, Doug Armstrong, he was on our show, actually, uh, on one-on-one, and he said, 11 o'clock is when the window opens for guys to teams to talk to players. He goes, at 11.01, we get up and we take players' names off the board. So at that point, basically, he got up and took Petrangelo's name off the board. So at that point, Alex Petrangelo has a decision to make. Right. Everybody talks about how Doug couldn't sit around and wait for Petro. Well, neither could Petro at this point. He had to get busy and figure out what his next move was. Because there wasn't an abundant, I mean, not that there weren't teams interested, but teams that could legitimately make it work that he would want to play for, there probably wasn't a ton of those? There were more than you think. Okay. Well, Um, I'm not trying to undersell his ability. I'm just saying for the money and, 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 you know, being able to make it work financially. Very specific buyer, if you're you're talking like that. And there were probably four or five teams. Now, had this been a non-pandemic year, probably would have been 15 to 20 teams. Mm -hmm. But Alex, too, had made it very clear that he wanted a certain type of team. He wanted to go to a team that could be a contender. He had no interest in being part of a full rebuild. Because if that was the case, Steve Eisenman was ready to, you know, roll out the red carpet and send him to a hockey town up there in Detroit. (laughs) Right. And Petro, to my knowledge, uh, probably didn't want that. And so Vegas, Toronto... Florida, Florida these guys were all in the mix. Uh, Toronto, for obvious reasons, they got a good, talented young team, and he's from, born and raised in the Toronto area. But then it came down to Vegas. They sent the private jet here. We all saw the pictures, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway Alex had from his visit to Vegas was he just said to me, he goes, they're just, they know how to do it. They do it right. He goes, you know, they have their shit together. And he was really impressed with, you know, look at Vegas, the appeal is, Oh, we've got the strip and all the shows and the dancing and the nightlife. Well, yeah, but Alex has a wife and four kids. So how often is he really down there right. whooping it up, right? <laughs> right, right? He's probably avoiding that like the plague most nights. <laughs> or he really needs that every night. <laughs> right. Maybe once two. a month Just he needs saying. that. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not wrong there. 
But the Summerlin area where all the players live and where their training facility is, is top-notch. And what people are starting to realize is Vegas is an incredible hockey town. The fans, they're the locals. Everybody thought it would be the people traveling, right? Oh, we're going to give tickets away, and it's going to be every night because people are in town every night. The locals are creating the demand. They are nuts for this team. And Petro's massive news for these guys. He's a fresh Stanley Cup champion, the number one guy available. So, look, it just checked all the boxes. And here's what people don't understand is it's okay for both sides to be right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I was just going to say, dude, like, as much as this seems like a situation in years past, I would have been pissed off at somebody. I'm not. My my whole thing is, and I said it earlier, is the best way to look at it is you agree to disagree. That's the best way for me to look at it because Petro put uh, put a line in the sand here. The Blues put a line in the sand here, and neither one of them budged. And respect on both sides. Don't hate either side. But a couple of things that I would want to say to Petro is, first of all, four kids, you don't have, you don't have to have a kid every time you have sex. <laughs> well, that's probably going to be could, limited now. Yeah, if you could pass that along to him, that would I'm be sure, yes. that would, that would be great. He but knows also, exactly who you are. But also be fearful, not fearful, but um, don't be careful, I guess. what you Where you can uh, make the fans turn on you is what you say in the press after this. Don't say things like, oh, Vegas is the best place in the world to play hockey. That's why I went there. Because that's going to sour people here. Petro we won't ha- do that. No, I don't think. I, he I mean, was I, quoted I've read saying, quotes already of him saying that. He, he was quoted as saying that it's one of the best places in the league, that there's a reason people want to go there. Uh-huh. Listen, and, and I'm not going to be sensitive to that, but I'm saying all the haters that are going to cancel their season tickets because Petro's not here anymore are going to glom onto that, and that's the sour taste in their mouth. Look, we all know in 10 years he's going to come back for the 10-year anniversary of the Cup. There's going to be a nice montage video of him the first time he's at Scott Trade Center. Is it Scott Trade still? No. No, no. it's not. Uh, Enterprise Center, and and we're gonna we're gonna. I had to think about it. Shower him. I wasn't gonna give him the answer. <laughs> we're gonna shower him with love every time he's in that building. I get all that, it, but right now is when it hurts, and I think the best thing to do is step back. Like I think you said on Twitter, is like, okay, I went through all the emotions. Now I got to look at it as a business. Nobody wanted to move off of what they did, and also don't say. Oh, all I wanted to do was play in St. Louis. I always want. I just wanted to stay in St. Louis. No, you didn't, or else you'd still be here. Well, that's because you would bend your rules for that. Well, no. Would I have liked to stay here? Yes. All I wanted to do was stay here. That's where the language would get people upset. I think we're dicing up things. Absolutely, way I'm too saying much. people will is what um, I'm saying. So don't say that stuff. And part of it too, though, Jeff, is the narrative was created by things that were said here, and Alex Petrangelo felt the need to clarify some things, yeah. and also. Um, maybe, maybe he's aggravated and maybe he took a shot at some of the people or some of the things that went on here. I don't know. Okay. But I do know that he's been criticized heavily by the fan base here for just wanting to get what he thinks is market value. Ah, sure. Look at such bullshit. But listen here, look at Dak Prescott the other night. Yeah, man. Broken ankle. His foot was literally on the wrong way. What do you think is going through his mind now? He just turned down a big contract for yep. the Dallas Cowboys. 
These athletes are at risk every time they touch the ice. That's why he was crying on the way out. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I said that to you the other day. I was like, yeah, those aren't tears from pain. Those no. are tears of money, money walking out the window. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that, that we talked about when the season was over, um, when, when the, the bubble experiment for the Blues came to a uh, an earth-shattering end, was one of the things that you had said in passing, Jamie, is that you thought one of the things the Blues might be doing next year is getting a little faster. Does the Does the Krug deal help that does it help them with that here is my concern i appreciate that we we have this guy that might be a little sharper on the offensive end than petro but what have we lost on the defensive end when truthfully and i love jordan bennington i'm not trying to talk shit but i think that there are questions going into next season as to to him so are we creating a really freaking difficult problem with the the defensive side of, of of things here with Petro leaving. That is my biggest concern. Well, Craig Berube is going to have to take a look at the team, and I do think he's going to have to change the style of play a little bit. And here's why. You, you've lost Jay Bowmeister, okay? And I know he wasn't there at the end of the season, but it was pretty obvious he wasn't either. Yeah, okay? man. So you lost Jay Bowmeister. You've lost Alex Petrangelo, which is your 25 minutes a night against the top guys in the league. You've lost Jake Allen. And he's kind of gotten lost in all of this, right? But if Jordan Bennington is not who he can be, you're not stuck, but then you're deferring to Vili Husso, who's unproven. Where in the past you've had Jake Allen that whether you love or hate him or both in the same day, who knows, he's been able to be a really solid NHL goalie. And last year was a phenomenal year for him. He had a fantastic season. Well, you won't have that safety net now. So what happens here now is Justin Falk, be careful what you wish for, meaning – he wanted more ice time, more responsibility, wanted to be the man well, you got he's it, going to be. He's mm-hmm. going to be in the top four, and he's going to be relied upon heavily. And this is where that deal becomes really important. Crucial. Because, you know, Doug Armstrong and the team felt, I think, at that point, although they don't say it, I'm sure that in the back of their mind were like, this is kind of a replacement for Petro if he, if he walks away, if we lose in free agency. Well, now it's going to be directly compared. Tory Krug's going to have it tough, too. Don't get me wrong. People are going to love him. He's a hell of a player. I have nothing negative to say about the individual, but the first time he's caught standing beside a guy who puts it in the top shelf in front of the net and he doesn't right. have him covered, yeah. well, that wouldn't have happened no. with Petro here. Petro yeah. would have cleared that. Yeah. And then yeah. Justin Falk, if he turns one over in the middle of the ice, well, that wouldn't have happened if we – damn it, he's playing too much now. So these guys are going to have a tremendous amount of stress, and so will Colton Pareko. Colton Pareko now is like – everyone's like, well, finally he gets to be the number one. Again, careful what you wish for. There's a lot of stress involved in that. Okay, one of the things uh, that somebody was explaining to me and helped me with this a bit was that now Folk, uh, a couple of these defenders are going to be able to play on their natural side. Yeah. Can you talk about the difference in which that that makes, and could that legitimately be a reason why we might not have seen Falk at his best? Yeah, it is. Playing your offside, especially as a defenseman, is really difficult because – when you're playing your natural side, your body is more open to the up to seeing up the ice. Your toes are pointed in the right direction. And so when you do transition of a D to D and you're looking up the ice, you just have to move your body and you can find a pass quickly. If the, if the ice is up the other way, you're turned backwards, it's in your blind spot. So you're getting a pass here and now you've got to look, you've got to turn your whole body around in order to make a transition play or your only play is to shoot it off the wall. 
and all you're doing is giving possession back to the other team. And by the way, you have about 0.7 seconds to figure that out. Right. Yeah, so. and if you the Blues like to take ice out there, meaning it goes D to D, and the D push the pace up the ice. Well, that's really easy to do it on your strong side because you get it, and in motion you can head up the ice. The other way, you're kind of dragging it again, your blind spot into what will be a forecheck sitting there waiting for you. It makes life a lot more difficult, and if you make a move on your wrong side, you end up on your backhand to pass it through the middle of the ice, which it's not an easy play to make. So, yeah, it's definitely in the transition part of the game, it's more difficult than anywhere else, for sure. It's going to be very, very interesting by the time training camp starts. Is there going to be any other changes that happen roster-wise that you know of, or is this it right here? I think that's it. You know, they brought in Kyle Clifford. I was going to ask to talk about him ask about some of the yeah, acquisitions. Didn't you, didn't you have him on? We had him on yesterday. He was a great, a great dude. Um, he dropped the uh, he dropped a shit show on live oh, radio. Oh, oh good. boy, good, good, yeah, good. And the uh, the dump <laughs> button was not loaded. Oh, oh no. so you got to fire that up every time. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. I think we have three of those so, over at the point. So is Kyle, oh, actually two oh, at least. Two? Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So is yeah, we Kyle. might want to borrow one of those. <laughs> you <laughs> might need to. So is this dude like, uh, he's a, is he a prick, for lack of a better word? Yeah, he's in, a, the, in the best way possible. Like, don't look at his plus minus. I'm just saying, I looked at that, and that's an unfortunate situation yeah, wasn't there. Wasn't he in kinda LA and Toronto? Kind of kinda looks like my credit score. Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. No, you know what? Look at the one thing I think the Blues have missed specifically last season, the season. Season before they had Pat Maroon who handled some of these things, but they've really been missing that designated asshole. Mm-hmm. And you know, last year a lot of times when they needed somebody to step up physically, it was Braden Shen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't have that dude doing that job night in and night out and, and doing all the fighting. So Kyle Clifford is a real able player. He's played, you know, first through fourth line. He's not a regular top six forward by any means. He can fill the holes in a short term, like if it's an end of the game or for one game you need him up there, he can do that. But he runs around and hits everything that moves. He blocks his shot with his face if he has to. And if something, if push comes to shove in the the new NHL and somebody actually wants to drop the mitts, he's more than happy to accommodate that and stick up for his teammates. So uh, that coupled with, I've heard that he's an amazing teammate, that guys love him and love having him around. I think it's a win. For the Blues. And the thing based on that is, like, Doug Armstrong alluded to the fact that Alexander Steen might be done. Right. Yeah. He literally said that the other day on our show. He said, Alex has played over a 1,000 games. He's had a lot of bumps and bruises and maintenance of this, that. And right now we have him on long-term injury reserve. Uh, don't know if that will change. Uh, so basically saying that. Now, we might be without Alexander Steen for the entire season of his last year with the Blues. I'm not wow. trying to be gossipy. Well, what is it? Is it a culmination of things? Like, because it seems like, and, and I'm not, this is, I'm not talking shit, but it seems like there, there's always a nick. Right. You know what I mean? A shoulder, a, a something oh, God, or the other. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't mean that detrimentally no, that points at all. towards the thousand games yeah. is what that does, yeah. He plays a style of hockey that, you know, he's not a fighter by any means, but he does finish his hits. He blocks a lot of shots. He's not afraid to stick his nose in in front of the net, and he takes a lot of hits. Trust me, over the course of a long career like that, it takes a toll on you. It's bad. It's hard. I and bet. So I think that he's probably got a number of little things going on. And the hardest part that I found when I got to the end of my career was being healthy enough to train properly in order to be in shape to play the game. It wasn't that I couldn't play the game anymore, but my body wouldn't let me get into the kind of condition that I needed to be in because I just couldn't get there anymore. 
So do you think that this could potentially be a situation where Alex Steen is saying, I don't know that I wanted that that I that I want to try to to recover. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like do you think that there has maybe been some discussion between Alex and, and Doug about yeah. the possibility of where this could go? I think there has because quite honestly, it was pretty quick to throw him on the LTIR. Mm-hmm. Usually that would wait till training camp. Sure. Um and I think that there was discussion. And I think that at the same time, Steiner probably said, I'm not close to being healthy. So if we put me on the long-term injury, then it frees up that money to go and, at the time, possibly throw it into the Petrangelo deal, which right. we know that's not happening now. But now Kyle Clifford gets signed because probably there was money available to wow. do it. What an ultimate teammate. I mean, Steen, if that's what he said, hey, look, man, I may not be able to do yeah, this. I don't know. I'm just assuming. But, but if that's know? the case. So so uh, my final question, at least, is the big question is, who's going to be the new captain? And and we talked about this on the morning show. Dude, there's I, one answer, my uh, man. I know. Oh, that's what everybody thinks. Donnie. One answer. Go yeah. ahead. Go there ahead. is absolutely one answer. Uh-huh. Robert Bortuzzo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, come on, man. It's 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 Ryan O. There's there's now that's what we said too, but give your reason why that's probably gonna be it, but give your reason why there may be another name in the hat. Ryan O'Reilly would be my pick. So let's establish uh, that. That would be everybody's pick. Everybody's pick, yeah. correct. Yeah. But a lot of teams these days, they tend to place the captaincy on someone who's going to be here long term. Ryan O'Reilly has three years left on his deal, and it's it may not end here in St. Louis because if history repeats itself, he's going to have a hard time getting re-signed here uh, with this club. That being said, Braden Shen has a seven-year deal in place right now. He's a captain-type player. He's that gritty, you know, guy. And this situation, I said it on, on the Riz show, I said, uh, you know, we had Pronger and McKinnis here at the same time. And Al McKinnis was clearly the old veteran who should have been wearing the C. But he he was the lead, But the Blues had just signed Chris Pronger to a, a nice extension, and they decided that he was going to be the leader of the future. So they took the C and they gave it to Chris Pronger, who, by the way, disclaimer, was an excellent captain, was an excellent leader. It's not like he didn't deserve it. It just was odd when you have a guy yeah. like that's older and that's been around more. So I think that there could be... That thought, I think they might get roasted by fans and media for not picking Ryan O'Reilly. Um, and also another dark horse in this is Colton Pareko. I don't think he's a captain. I think he's an incredible assistant captain. Uh, but again, he's got two years left on his deal, and if Army was going to commit to somebody long-term after that, it could be Colton Pareko on a seven- or an eight-year extension at that point. And then all of a sudden, the C looks pretty good on old 55 for you know 10 years sure. kind of thing. I, I, to me, I think the C, the CAA goes Ryan O'Reilly, Shen, Colton Prager. I mean, dude. But we, what do you do with, well, right now, Vladdy and Steen are out. That's why, and Schwartz is short term as well. So it would definitely be Pareko, Shen, and O'Reilly. Yeah. I think that, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, you just see the video of, of O'Reilly after practice, before practice. He's out there by himself, he's out there with other people. Like, he looks great in the hat <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the thing. He's got great chest hair, too. He's got great chest hair. That's Dude, right. Guys, I mean, we have done a majority of this podcast for maybe the first time ever without dicking around very that's much. That's pretty good. Like, this has good been point. some pretty unbelievable hockey talk maybe, for like 35 minutes maybe or so. Maybe this will get us a sponsorship, <laughs> which are still available. Good seats still available, folks. <laughs>
Call Ribs. Here's his cell. Okay, so what's uh, is there another like what's next as far as the NHL universe oh, goes? Well, and they got to decide opening day and all that stuff too, oh, right? God, I mean, yeah. which is still being, just yeah, that's being thrown around. They right? call that a fluid situation. Mm, oh, I, bet. I learned I that uh, in this media world now that it's a fluid, fluid oh, situation, okay. which yeah. means nobody knows anything it's really. Means right it's just now. constantly moving, Jeff. Yes. Like if you had a fluid, it just keeps moving. It's not a solid. Right? Okay. If they did as start, as a Crohn's patient, I know all about yeah. fluid. Yeah. And sometimes your situation is very fluid. No, it's it's okay. I just sometimes it's 1978, my friend. It's really crappy. I just oh damn it! And now I forgot the goddamn question that I was going to ask because I just kept is, thinking of Jeff Poopin. Is, <laughs> is Odell Beckham Jr. your favorite football player? Why? I don't get it. He's crappy too. Oh damn! Oh, I, that, now that now I got. I get it. Now I, um, so, I think it's a coincidence he signed with the Browns. Do we have? Hey, do we have? We don't even have like a date on on training camp or anything yet. Nothing either, right? Nothing. What about fans? Okay. Any of that stuff? What, one, Nothing, right? But one question, seriously: <laughs> If they start on January the first, like they want to, how will they still? How many games will they try to squeeze in? As of right now. They're talking full 82-game schedule. Whoa, so this baby. is where it gets interesting. And this is where I went a couple weeks ago. I went off into, like, my conspiracy world down on the show. And I said, because Henrik Lundqvist was available, and there's some veteran goalies that are out there that are available. I thought to myself, it might be a year where you take up an extra roster spot and have a third goalie. And the reason being is if you get a guy hurt or if you're playing three games in four nights and you have a ton of back-to-backs because they're going to try and do what baseball did, which is slam four pounds of shit in a three-pound bag. Done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's called a colostomy bag. I know. 505 days, my friends. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, do, do we want to continue or we want to put the wraps on her? I, I, I think feel we're like, done. <laughs> I, think, I think we have. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of the Last Minute Blues podcast. I'm very sorry for the last three minutes. Uh, Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Listen, share this podcast with your hockey-loving friends. Uh, We enjoy doing this, and uh, uh, we'll keep doing it once a week as long as we are able. As always, let's go Blues. Thanks, boys. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday... With the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.